Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone, welcome uh, back to Ausbiz. Uh, you've tuned in to The Call, live from our Barangaroo studios, 10 stocks picked by you. I put them to our expert panel, we do it all in one hour on this 17th of January 2023. <coughs> Let's welcome the panel today, Mark Morlan from Team Invest. Mark, how are you sir? Excellent, Good. great to have you back. Yeah, oh, thank you kindly, it's good to be back. Rudy Philip yeah. Van Dyke from FN Arena. I don't know what to say. I'm speechless. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I was going to say, he wouldn't say, good to have you back. No. Get him a glass um, of wine. Have a, uh, what are the markets telling you at the moment? Anything anything over that Christmas New Year period that's changed your view on uh, Not my view, but, def- but, def- but definitely the market's view. Right. Uh, I mean, we had a, we had a little bit of a, of a very disappointing December. Yep. Um, but that, maybe that was because we had such a great rally leading up in November, December. In yeah. And then, of course, we come back in January and uh, the market only knows one direction. Yeah. And, um, I mean, fi- finance likes to look at the past. And yeah. if you look at history, um, one negative year is, is, is not that common. Yeah. Two negative years in a row are rather uncommon. Yeah. So yeah. I, think, I think the market at this point in time, in particular fed by the China reopening and uh, inflation apparently peaking in the United States, yep. I think the market's taking the view like, oh, what, what are the chances of two negative years in a row? Mm. Yeah, well, um, I thought for me, Mark, over uh, Christmas and New Year with these latest inflation figures out of the US, that if you analyse, if you annualise the last six months worth of inflation figures in the US, it's closer to 2%. It's coming back to normal. That's how much it's coming off. Depends on how you how it's read and what's included. Yeah, I've heard that argument as oh, well. Oh yes, I, 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 yeah, don't, I, yeah. I don't buy that. Right. <laughs> I think the right. inflation figure was understated anyway. Right. Yeah, you know, consumer um, inflation, but uh, I do think it's coming. It's going to come down. Yeah. Um, I think that is looking like it will, uh, and large a lot of that will be driven by energy. So if energy prices don't go up more, and they might, like this, the trouble yeah. is. The whole market is so complex and there's so many things affecting other things. I don't think there's any way you can intelligently interpret it. I really don't. Right. So for right. me, from an investing, it's just noise. Right. So okay. we look at businesses and go, okay, so is the economy creating a headwind or a tailwind for them? There's another right. way of looking at it. So okay. you know, we're going to talk about JB Hi-Fi. All right. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, we'll get straight into yeah. that. First half hour, we're going to talk about CSL, QBE, PEXA. Reliance Worldwide and Telstra, they're the stocks you want, Mark and Rudy, to have a look at. My stock of the day, I thought we'd do JB Hi-Fi, as Mark was saying, released its preliminary half-year results with the company unscathed by consumers uh, pulling uh, in their purse strings. At all. Total sales up 8.6% to more than $5 billion, which JB Hi-Fi puts down to strong demand for consumer electronics and home appliances, as well as successful promotional periods for Black Friday and Boxing Day. Company's chief executive says trading has started to normalise following two years of COVID disruptions. 
big December in terms of retail sales. JB Hi-Fi, the beneficiary of it. Mark, what do you think? Share price up 3% today. Yep. Is this as good as it gets for JB Hi-Fi? I wouldn't say so because I mean, JB Hi-Fi, for me, has for the last decade just continuously grows and does better than I think it can do. Right. So I, I'm, I'm look, I look at it from the point of view of saying, well, what have management delivered and what do they do? Forgetting us trying to say, oh, no, we're going to a recession or now that uh, the stimulus is not there, people aren't going to spend and we're going to have a yep. consumer recession. There's all this talk. It's easy to buy because it, it sounds logical. And then what happens? Uh, they come out with record profits. Uh, Super Retail Group yes. came out with a big lift yesterday. This is yeah. totally contrary to what the market was expecting. Yeah, baby bunting on the other yep, side, yep, down yep. Well, low. Management again. Business. So we're talking the JB Hi-Fi have got to have, be one of the best retail management teams in the world. Right. Uh, they've got one of the lowest costs per, or lowest uh, cost per sales square foot or something. I forget the, what the measure is. Yeah, yeah. But effectively, it's a retail comparison and they're, they're, they're extremely yeah. good operators. So Revenue per square metre, I think, yeah, is, is the high, highest of any yeah, retailer yeah, yeah, in the world. Which is, which is great. Yeah. So to me, um, I would just reconfirm that I think JB Hi-Fi is a buy, and the reason is it's still on a low PE, even going up three percent today. It's still on. Oh. You know, it's probably sub nine now because earnings have just gone up fourteen percent. Yep. So yep. That, on that, what would that be, Rudy? Can you quickly work that out? Fourteen percent on nine point eight. 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 So PE is down to eight. So don't worry about the fact <laughs> that the price has gone up a bit. The PE is lower now right. uh, at eight, and we're showing it returning about sixteen percent a year on a margin of safety and over 30% on default for the next five years. Okay. That assumes they continue doing what they're doing, and I don't think you should bet against it. Mm. Ready? No, I have to come up with something that he hasn't said yet. Um, Do you agree? Well, in large lines, yes, I would. Um, in the 1990s, they called the Japanese bond market the widow maker because all those traders kept on going short and, and they, yep. lost, they lost their pants constantly. Yep. In Australia, I, I can easily nominate JB Hi-Fi. Because one of the things we do, we, we, we pay attention to the shorts data in, in Australia when, when traders go short. And almost every single reporting season, February or August, amongst the highest short positions are always in JB Hi-Fi. Right. And almost every reporting season, those shorts are burned. Right. right. And, yeah. and, and to me, one of the, the, the funny things I always find is like, who are these guys? And how resilient are they for trying it again six <laughs> months later and, and then again being burned? So or a, a new bunch of suckers. Having said so, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm currently shareholder in, in Super Retail. So I did right. better yesterday than, than the shareholders in JB Hi-Fi today. Right. Um, I think they're both uh, very good retailers, but I think there's also a message in the fact that uh, at, at 1.9% gain was, was there for Super Retail yesterday and there's only a 3% today at the peak for JB Hi-Fi. I think there's a difference in, in valuation there as well. Right. And, and, and Super Retail offers a higher yield. But they're coming off big Decembers when That's everyone true. was spending huge That's amounts true. of money. That's true. You can see it in the credit card, outstanding debts that have gone up, Commonwealth mm -hmm. Bank puts out, everyone spent massive personal loans up That's true. as well. I have a suspicion, and I have, I've had this suspicion throughout last year as well. I have the suspicion that the impacts that we are feeling now, they are coming, coming through much, much slower than, than, we, than we forecast them. Right. And I think it may well be that in seven or eight months time, we are talking a different environment when all those mortgages have reset and, and, yeah. and housing uh, is definitely bottoming, hopefully by then, at a lower price. Yeah. But I think this is just such a slow process. And the market uh, sometimes is very quick in pricing in 
worst case scenarios. Yeah. And then things like, well, we have been a little bit quick, haven't we? And then the whole thing has to, has to rise again. And that's basically what we're now seeing with, with the retailers. Yeah. We come from a b very big December for most retailers, because yep. we've already seen baby bunting, and there will yep. be others that disappoint. Yeah. But then we won't know yet, what, of course, what, what situation will be yeah. by August. Okay? Yeah. And, and we have this <coughs> big reset in from starting from uh, March, but rolling on very strongly from, from, from May onwards, where yes. the mortgages reset. And that might be a that might be a, a bigger challenge. Mind you, all those people have been paying less repayments than everybody else for a long period of <laughs> time. True. So I, I think it's to true. myself, oh, everyone's going, oh, the mortgage cliff coming for yeah. these borrowers. You go, yes. well, they had it really good for a year. Yeah. They should have been sticking yes, yes. a bit away. Well, a lot, a lot it's not going to be a, a surprise. A lot, a lot yeah. of probably have. So we don't know how much of a buffer that is. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the other thing viewers should be wary of, though, is we're talking about one of the very best retailers. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, and, and what in this environment, the very best retailers are doing well. Yep. Like they seem mm. to do in all environments. Yeah. Now, yeah. even if their earnings come off a bit going yeah, forward, yeah. You, you, the PE is very low, which yeah. means these are really worthwhile uh, investments. Yeah. Okay. So, yes for JB Hi-Fi at these uh, levels with short term, with a long term view, because the share price okay. is probably doesn't yes, that have. Term. I think m short term it doesn't have that much upside. I think. Right. The share price is not as cheap as Mark makes it out. Super retail, the JB Hi-Fi. Oh, well, I mean, you're asking someone who owns super retail. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't even know. <laughs> you do yeah. too, don't you? I, yeah? no, I don't have super retail. Right. I just have JB Hi-Fi. Mm -hmm. Right. So there you go. Super retail and, and JB Hi-Fi. Okay. But they're both good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh, as they're you say. They're pretty resilient. They're, they're relatively yeah. resilient in, in what they do. Other retailers have, have a much more patchy track record. Okay. All right. Let's get into the stocks that you want us to uh, have a view on. And Mark, Mickey wants a view on CSL, the, the giant healthcare, uh, Australian-based global healthcare group into uh, blood and plasma products and uh, vaccines, yep. a massive business. It's a, it's a dog. <laughs> I'm just joking. I know. <laughs> I know. You, well, you were going to say this is a continual wealth winner yeah. for team invest members, as yeah. you yeah. always do. Yeah, I do. I do. It, I it's, had, it's had a horrible twelve months. Though. Oh, so what? I mean, we look at we look at a rolling five years. So what we're right. interested in, and what are what are our returns over time? I don't care if the market's down or whatever in the short period, short term. CSL is still about two hundred eighty something dollars. Two ninety two. Two ninety two. So. It's, I think it's, a, it's, it's got to be one of our best companies without a doubt. It's one of the only companies that uh, would be probably one of the few in the ASX 100 that has returned over 20% compound total return per year since listing. Yeah. That is spectacular. So yeah. in other words, you could have bought it, if you bought it at a time where it was reasonably high, it would have taken longer. But if you own CSL from however, you've owned, how long, however long you've owned it, you've done really, really well. Right. And that's the way we treat it. So we look for opportunities to buy it when it's out of favour a bit in the market. Yeah, because yep. the market's so short term. Yep. One of our big advantages, we're not, therefore, yep. we can go, I'm not trying to pick what's going to happen next month or three months. And that works. So at the moment, we're showing... CSL returning about 14% a year compound at the current price. And it's in the low black for us, which is about 10% um, uh, above the green. Green's ideal, that's bottom quartile right. of its uh, PE range. Right. So it's not in the cheapest range, but it's in the low of the middle. So around the $280 mark, you well, would have been buying I, up. And yeah, well, like, if I wanted to be super conservative uh, and say that I want a 10% return on a margin of safety, which is pretty harsh, it's got to be 205. Oh. Now, the chances of getting okay. CSL at 205 are slim. 
Yep. <laughs> Close to zero, I would yeah. say. Well, yeah, well, it's not yeah. zero, but yeah, we would have to have a major. Ma- 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 maybe, <laughs> maybe after the next stock yeah, yeah. split. So it that's is not a, it is a US dollar play too, is it? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's an international business, and you know, a large part of their revenue and expenses are based in the US. Yep. So I just find that as being, it's a good uh, balancer anyway. So it hedges itself. So. But, but it's a company that I think any time you sell it, it's usually been, you later think it was a mistake. Right. Okay. So it's a cornerstone investment. All right. So are these levels still are? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'd say yeah. I'm a shareholder. Yeah, um, um, I, think, I think we all are. Let but me, let me, but let it's tra- traded in a narrow range. But yes, yeah, so so that's why I was about to Let me correct you in one statement. It has a horrible 12 months. It hasn't had a horrible 12 months. The index in Australia, adjusted for, 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 in, for uh, dividends, has retreated 1% last year. Yeah. 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 CSL was unchanged for the year. Pretty much yeah. the share price. That's not a horrible year. A horrible year is if you if you if you half your share price. Well, like depends zero. if you sold at two sixty two or okay, well, but, but then then you then you didn't know what you were doing. Or two forty two back well, then, then, no, 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 then that's the buying opportunities. And a lot yes, of them exactly. We were yeah, buying well, exactly. I bought would. some. Yeah. I bought some at two sixty eight. Right. Yeah. So I think people. I mean, let's assume. Let's assume. Let's assume the the, the projections by by Mark are correct, and this stock will over the next decade or so generate compound 14% a year total return. The fact that it hasn't done anything for two years means it's going to do 28% at some yeah, stage. Right. right. And that's how simple these things work. And you look at right? the five years, it's doubled in yes, five exactly, years. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I remember early in the year, a lot of people were trying to mock me because they were sitting on uh, Blue Scorp Steel. No. And they were said, Blue Scorp Steel is such a better performer than CSL. You go 12 months further, one is unchanged, the other one's d- down 30%. Yes. Huh? Yeah. That's, is that a horrible year for CSL? Nah, no. just a year of standstill. Yep. And all the data that Mark just quoted since 92 when they're listed. If you go through that period, they've, they've been fantastic before, but there have been periods, oh. and I remember them very vividly, mm. 2004, 2005 was one of them, I think. The share price didn't do anything. Right? Mm. 2008, 2000, 2009, 2010, share price didn't do anything. Yeah? But once it gets loose, it gets loose. Mm. I mean, and, and if you invest, I'm a little bit on the, on the level with Mark here. If you look at the business, there's nothing wrong with the business. Yeah? Yeah. It's just that sometimes in the share market, the dollar, bond yields, uh, mining, it's still, mining it's still cycles. It's a pretty big acquisition. Yeah, and, and, and an acquisition again. And there's obviously now, there's, there's going to be a new CEO. Yeah. They have a, they've done a big acquisition, which is, um, for a lot of people, it doesn't fit in the business. Yeah. But I'm always of the view, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And they had this company on their radar for many, many years. Yeah. And I'm pretty certain they rolled out uh, the plans they had somewhere in, in the bottom drawer and they didn't just start doing yeah. that from the moment they had uh, ownership of the business. Similarly, when they, when they acquired Secure, what, what basically became Secure at some stage, the, 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 the doubts were there. They're never going to get that business profitable. It was heavily loss-making. Within two years, one of the profit drivers at CSL. So it's a great business. Sometimes the share market does its own thing. I think uh, these are businesses that you can have in your portfolio. Be patient. Yeah. And at some stage you go like, oh, look, it's, it's four on the box. Yeah, yeah. It's actually, okay. and if you look at the share splits, I think it's over 900 now. Oh, if you, yeah, if so you, if you yeah, yeah, 70 yeah. cents at listing. Yeah. 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 It's 900. Yeah. I know. Okay. All right. It's, it's All right. a thousand so, bagger. So buy from you at, at, this, yeah, at, at this point too. Both of you. All right. Uh, our second stock, Peter wants a view on the, uh, the big insurance giant QBE. Um, <laughs> Rudy, is this a consistent performer of the CSL level? 
<laughs> I, I remember when QBE was one of the star performers yeah. in the share market when they acquired so many businesses that nobody yeah. could keep track. Yeah. 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 And then ultimately the shareholders paid paid a decade long price for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you, if you take all the insurers on the stock exchange, I mean, including uh, Suncorp and um, and IAG, um, if you take a five-year view, they haven't they haven't they have generally not really performed. And I mean, I think UBE actually has performed the, the better of them all. And I am, for multiple reasons, never a big fan of insurance companies. Um, we do have that thing happening with with climate change, and we have a lot more unexpected events that constantly. Um, costs but however there is now a lot a lot happening in, in insurance land they, they're all increasing their premiums yep. um, which is uh, a positive for the cycle that's this is why a lot of people are enthusiastic about insurance companies now yep. the cycle is is on the up yeah however however rates. there's a lot of other stuff happening as well I mean bond deals are not going to rise forever which is also positive um, but they're also now paying so much money for reinsurance which they all have that there's now there's actually now being um, expert opinions being voiced that these insurers within no time will probably no longer be able to reinsure because the costs will be so high it doesn't pay off anymore. Which essentially means those insurers become a higher risk proposition. Or they start uh, providing cover in that area. That also, but then yeah, they become yeah. more selective. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, but then again, that also, I mean, it, 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 it's not a clear picture. No. I think that uh, maybe for the, for the six months ahead, maybe for the year ahead, the sector will be um, look positive on on the, on, the, on the premium increases and all of that, uh, but I, I simply I can I can't get excited because before you know it we have a we have we have uh, bushfires and we have floods and yeah. and who who is again picking up the tap I mean mm. increasingly the insurance company so mm. um, too uncertain for too you. uncertain for me too right. many events that they have no control over. Yeah. Yeah, and Buffett's always said, remember Buffett, insurance is one of his major, major But that's because he's, yeah. he's the insurer, yeah, he's yeah. the reinsurer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, but he says though, that it's, it's for people who have got very strong constitutions. Yeah. Now you've got to be able to suffer for 10 years, yeah. because yeah. the cycles can be really big. Mm. So if you get smashed, like Rudy said, with uh, major, major claims and so on, then that can knock you out for two or three, four years by the time you actually catch it back mm. up, even with the premium mm. increases. Mm. So in long term, a well-managed insurance company uh, is a beautiful thing. And the reason mm. Buffett liked it was because he was a genius at managing the float. QBE used to be really good. They made a heap of acquisitions and they also blew mm. a massive amount of money on their investments in the GFC. Mm. So then they went, I believe at the time, from not investing in equities anymore and going all bonds. Right. Yeah, total. Mm. And what's that done? Well, we yeah. know where that's like zero. Yeah. Which <laughs> yeah. so, but yeah. because they actually weren't good enough, and most of them aren't, Mm. to be able to know what to invest in to protect the capital. Because mm. if you blow it, that, that's obviously uh, worse than uh, losing it through claims. Anyway, uh, we, I, was, I met one of the CEOs of uh, one of Buffett's reinsurance re companies at the last uh, Berkshire AGM. Yeah. And we were talking to him about it. And he said that QB, we took back QB, and they reinsure them. Mm. Yeah. And uh, he, he, we, back when they bought all those acquisitions, I said, so mm. what, did, what did you guys think? He said, well, he, he said, we, we were very surprised at some of the companies they bought. Yeah. Yeah, which is code okay, for like so. they're off their brains. Yeah. Right. And then of course what happened was was that, what was his name? Uh, uh, Frank O'Hara. He got yeah. the bullet over it, which at the time we thought was was harsh. Yeah. yeah. Turned out no, to no. be absolutely right because yeah. what yeah. basically he had bet the bank on a heap yes. of crap yeah. and paid a fortune for it. And then yeah. you don't just get it back. Because mm. you're now yeah. gonna run those off, you've got all the risks of whatever they have on their policies. Anyway, uh, they really bugged the bugged the company up. It yeah. used to be a good business before that. Yeah. So mm. I wouldn't touch it.
Okay. Yeah. We're showing right. negative returns anyway. Insurance companies are a difficult beast to know exactly what's inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it relies on good manager. It's interesting to, to kick off with CSL, then go into QBE because they're, <laughs> no, they're big, established, blue chip companies. One's really reliable and has a long track record with a great management. The other, not so The funny thing is, when we started Team Invest 14 years ago, we used to put QBE up as a really good company against AMP, which was a real, real dog. Right. And what's happened is AMP continued to be a dog all the way through. Never got out of being a dog. And now QBE's managed to bring themselves not to their level. That'll be be too many. That'll be too harsh. Yeah, that'll be too harsh. But they're going that way. Going in that direction. They want to join the pack. All right. Uh, Mark Simon wants a view on PEXA, the electronic conveyancing platform for real estate transactions. Um, where was it spun out? Uh, all the banks got involved in it, didn't they? Originally, uh, I back don't in know the history. Re- really, might know the history of it. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. only been listed for in the, they're in their third year because it's, it's, so it's, yeah. it's, too, it's too young for us. I had a look yeah, at it. Yeah. Uh, interesting. They've probably got a strong moat because they are the principal provider of the uh, platform where all the settlements and management yep. of re- real estate transactions for most states, if not all, yep. uh, here. That sounds pretty good. That's, yeah. that's a, that's no, a tra- no. We call that a trapdoor, mate, because yeah. I can't imagine that would be easy to get rid of them and put someone else in. Yeah. The problem yeah. is they don't make any money. <laughs> so so you know, this, this should be a business that um, is highly profitable. And I don't know what the history is prior to listing, but you would have thought it would have been a profitable business. Yeah. This was the jewel in the crown <coughs> of, of, uh, of another dog we might mention, Link Administration. Very close connections to the Liberal Party, I, uh, I can add. Um, just absolute dog link. Gee, and I, and the, I, to- the tone of the close links to the Liberal and, Party. And, 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 I, and I know that. I know Link quite well because I was I was once a shareholder and, and had much higher expectations than and what ultimately, uh, ultimately <laughs> came out of it. Um, so this this is the reason why a lot of companies uh, at once once upon a time were interested in buying Link. They mm. basically wanted Pexa. Now at face value, yes, Pexa is this business where you go like, how can they ever go wrong? But that's that's the problem with those businesses. They pretty much have a something like 90% market share in New South Wales. Um, Not as high in the other states in Australia, but they probably get there at some stage. Um, Two problems. Um, The housing market is is decelerating in Australia. And you would expect, people always say it doesn't matter. You you either buy a new house in a rising market and sell your house in a rising market, or you do both things in a falling market. But that's not true, of course, because in a falling market, people people keep their houses. They don't sell them, right? And that, of course, ultimately will then translate into lower volumes for the likes of PEXA. Right. So I think that is weighing on the share price, um, and, 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 and you saw the share price not doing much. Mm. Uh, the other thing is, um, they obviously, in search for growth, have moved into the UK, where my understanding mm. is very old-fashioned market, so they are going to be the market leader and, and, the, and the first move and all of that. However, they start from scratch. Right. Which basically means uh, the, the, cost, the, the costs come first, <laughs> right. and then we'll yet have to see a return on that. So that, those are the losses that they will have to incur now, in the expectation that within two, three years from now, they, they will have a, a solid market position there. So for the time being, I, I think that's what you see in the share price. It's, it's, it's not doing much, but going down. And there's no enthusiasm because of those two reasons. The right. Australian, Australian housing market doesn't look very good. And the UK, well, that's a, that's a longer-term story. So, um, if you own the shares, I would say uh, you almost by definition have to be patient here. Right. So hold. Yeah. Well, the, 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 
I, I suspect there are much better propositions elsewhere. Okay. Well, so and, and well, obviously we can't value it at all yeah. because there's, there's, there's no profitable history there. But I, my, just following on my, with what Rudy said, though, was that the fact that they have a 90% share in New South Wales and so on, why aren't they making money? Yeah. So why are you expanding in the UK when you're not yeah. even making a profit in your uh, your hometown on yeah. a business that's software based? This should yeah, be, it's a platform. This should be. Stock, this should be um, they should be doing really well, mm-hmm. and they're not. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and it's on a ridiculously high PE because the earnings are so low. There's only fractional earnings. Yeah, that's why. So the PE is yeah. on two hundred uh, on eighty ninety eight. Right. And yeah. why would you bother? Yeah. And you look at that five year chart as you say. It's less than three years. It's gone well, it's from t- 20, two years. Tw- tw- 20 bucks to 12. Well, I don't I believe in that. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. I don't know, because yeah. uh, mm. 12 may be way too much. Well, yeah. yeah, look at that. All yeah. right, uh, Mike, Mark wants a view on Reliance Worldwide. Let's um, mm. stick with sort of the housing market. Reliance, no. the big uh, no. big plumbing and heating mm. supplier. Uh, me? Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good business. This has been around for a um, long time. Long time, long time. Don't know how long, but a long time. Um, What's it called? And the snake, very, very snake bite. Is it the snake bite? Is that how it's called? The product they have? Uh, oh, this is it? I think so. It has a, it has, oh. it has a very funky okay. name. But you, yeah, just, 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 you can just click it in. Yeah, yeah. Right. they really do everything to do with water pipes water and, yeah. and, yeah. Yeah, and fittings and stuff. But, but this stuff is fundamental. You know, it doesn't go away. Yeah. There's a bit of a cyclical bit to it on the building cycle. But a bit? A, yeah, but people <laughs> have to replace things when there's, ma- you know, there's maintenance as well. So. Yeah. Look at the share price. That's how cyclical it is. Anyway, not looking, not looking at the share price, it's EPS growth rate. Now, if I look at the earnings chart over the last yeah. decade, it's mm. actually, it's been in steps, mm. but there's been no big drops. Mm. So it's actually been pretty good. And it's mm. 18.8% average compound return mm. on growth rate on, on EPS and about 15% on sales. Mm. So that, that's over the last seven years, sorry, mm. not 10. Um, and it's, it's, that's really good. Mm. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And the PE at mm. the moment is on 13.7, which is actually, mm. if they can maintain that EPS growth rate going forward, it's very mm. cheap. Right. So then you come down, the question is, well, what is the outlook for the business? But on all the metrics from our point of view on Conscious Investor, it passes everything except return on capital, which is 8.3, because it does have uh, debt of about, uh, I think it is, debt, 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 where is it? Uh, I've lost my debt. I think it's 60% or something going on right. right. Uh, but it's pa- down, down in that five-year low territory at the moment. Yeah. Mm. No, no, I think, I think it looks good. So that's only a minor infraction you know, right. from our point of view. So uh, its return on equity is uh, being consistently above 10. It's currently 12.3, which is our uh, minimum. And return on equity, uh, so, and yeah, I like it. Okay. So I'd say it's a, a buy at the current levels. We're showing it over 10% on a margin of safety for return, which is very good. That gives you a lot mm. of comfort factor because, you know, it has to go down... It has to be heard a lot before you're going to suffer okay. buying it at the current peer. Mm. Rudy, are you as enthusiastic? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. I, I've, I've been following this company quite uh, for a while as well. And, and there's a reason why, and, and Mark agrees with because they do the same thing. I always try to judge people, uh, companies, when they're at least four years listed. Yep. Yeah. And I follow them very closely. And, and similar as with the likes of Costa Group, who also at once upon a time listed with a lot of fanfare yeah. to it. Um, if you, if you follow those companies, you'll, you'll notice a lot happens that management has no control over. And I remember sometimes it's a harsh winter yeah. or it's a soft winter. Right? Yeah. And both are basically not, not too positive for, for Reliance. Yeah. I suspect, because I haven't looked into now, but I suspect why those numbers hold up so much. That's because of acquisitions, I think, and not because of the core business. Right. Um, in the short term, and, the, and, and, I, and I picked up that some analysts are quite um, cautious for the time being, 
and uh, normally they they see a lot of pickup in volume when there's a there's a harsh winter because a lot of pipes burst and then they, they, yep. they are called in we are now experiencing a relatively soft winter which basically means you're probably going to get disappointment in the short term the volumes will not pick up as much as mm -hmm. usual having said so most most analysts agree with mark they all they all think it's a great business um, um, they all they all say that about james hardy as well but then sometimes that that cyclicality comes through mm. and they have no control over it so i'm a little bit i'm less positive about them because of that those events they just happen weather events right. you name it and and the company is never large enough or big enough or, or sizable enough to to withstand that and um for me that's 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 a problem i rather have csl going sideways for a year yeah. right. uh, then these guys going up 18 percent and then tanking by third right. <laughs> <laughs> no, by the way we don't yeah. know the management no, yeah, so we've never done a lot no. of work on i've just yeah, seen yeah. the numbers yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. so, yeah. Uh, so a good color so i'm less I'm, I'm more cautious here okay. because of also we have a soft winter right and uh so and you're a hold or uh, uh or not interested don't don't take the risk here okay. don't take the risk go right. elsewhere okay i'd be a hold you'll be a hold yeah okay you pull back a bit Oh, yeah, well, only because, only because so we haven't done any work on it. I don't right, know yeah. the management. Okay. We, mm. we put a lot of weight on management. Sure. And the, in the acquisition thing, I don't know anything about. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, uh, not, I, I'm feeling inadequate. The, I don't know the, the snake bite. It's <laughs> a good name for it. Yeah. Um, Sam wants to view Rudy on Telstra, the big telecommunications data yes. giant. Yes. Change of management. Andy Penn leaving. He's. Hmm had his uh, rebuild of Telstra, yeah. his five-year <laughs> which he delivered on. Of, I think of all the ones, I'm, I'm now in Australia for 22 years, of all the ones who have led Telstra, he's probably been the most successful, I think. Oh, uh, by, probably by, by a mile. Um, because he delivered yeah. on what he said he would. Well, <laughs> and, also, and also, he actually, he actually mm -hmm. turned the tide, basically. He did. Yep. I mean, most others ended with, a, with a more of a sour note. Yes. Um, I mean, my view on Telstra hasn't changed. I remember last time we were here, and uh, I mean, Telstra, where, where Team Invest used QBE and AMP as an example, I used to use Telstra as an example for something you shouldn't buy in the share market, yeah. uh, because it would just constantly uh, uh, lose value for shareholders. Um, I have been a shareholder since 2021, very early 2021, so I've mm. done well in, done well in my first year, and last year is basically sideways. Right, not not dissimilar from 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 CSL. Oh, there you go. Again, in a in a in a bear market year, that's probably not too bad because you still get your dividends and 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 those dividends you will get from Telstra, and they raise their dividend as well. The best way to invest on the basis of dividends is to pick companies that can continuously grow their dividends. Hmm. Telstra, well, is, Telstra is not such a company, no, no. unfortunately. Yeah, they went through yeah. a spade of special dividends, though, didn't yes. they? Which yes, when they got the NBN money and yeah, all of that. Yeah, and they, unfortunately, at some stage, they, that's no longer the case. No. Now, they raised their dividend, and it may well be that at some stage they can, they can do it again. But it's not the same as, for example, a JB Hi-Fi or, or some okay. of the other companies that continuously increase their dividends year in, year out. The reason why I own Telstra, and the reason why I think you can still own it, and you can buy it today, is because they are still going to abstract value from from their assets, from their towers, yeah? Yeah. and that is still the that probably has been on hold now because of the, how the market is. Yeah. But that will still happen probably later in the year. So and, this and is that the plan to sell their poles and wires off yes, into an infrastructure yes. fund, and that so. is still a big money maker. Okay. Uh, for, so that's the reason. At some point, though, I will sell Telstra and I will move to a to a dividend payer 
as right. a replacement that will that will has more prospects of increasing that. So you're happy to buy Telstra? But I'm happy to buy Telstra here. I'm not. No, no I'm not. No. It. <laughs> and, and, and looking at its earnings, it's actually been in uh, long-term decline. Yeah, so it's got a negative 10% per year mm. average over the last six years. So that includes mm -hmm. that spike they got from the NBN as well. That's included yeah. in that. So it's just a slow, it's not falling off a cliff, no. it's slow decline. And the reason is you've got all these other companies out there and that are taking away traditional business. Because remember, do you remember when we used to pay $2, yeah. or $2 for a phone call per minute? Yeah. But if you get that, do you pay any phone calls now? No. I do no, it all no, on yeah, uh, FaceTime. FaceTime and what's yeah. I don't even, you know, what, what phone, I don't make any phone calls other than hmm. that whole business, which is hmm. fundamental. There was landlines. How many yeah. people got a landline? Yeah. You got a landline? Yeah. Have you? <laughs> You're yeah. a dinosaur. Oh, you still have. <laughs> I haven't had a landline for years. Yeah. <laughs> so we just mobile. The point I'm making yeah. is their traditional moats and the mm. business they had is slowly yeah. evaporating. But they're a data company. And you can add the acquisition or the expansion strategies internationally. It never worked out. Yeah. No, no, Every, worked everything they buy gets within them. They internationally yeah. to make up for what they were losing in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you look at it, like the, the FANG type stocks and Microsoft and all those, the, yeah, and Amazon, the, yeah, they're the, Amazon and uh, they're data companies. Yeah. I, don't buy, I don't buy the Telstra. Telstra even no. tried to do data centers and- They still do it. They, yeah. they still do it. Yeah, that didn't, yeah, <laughs> against Amazon, like, who are you kidding? Yeah. 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 Anyway. Uh, it's just going to continue to decline. That's the mm. problem. And it's on a 19 PE, so it's very expensive for negative earnings growth. Mm. Okay. So I've got a problem with that, and it's showing we're showing it negative 12% a year if they just continue doing what they're doing. Mm. So right. it has to turn around and really maybe write that the tails and wires are worth something down we'll the road. We'll give you a hit. I wouldn't yeah. touch it because we're not okay. speculators. All right. Okay, let's recap the first five. Stock stock of the day, JB Hi-Fi, a buy from both Rudy and Mark. For Rudy, it's a long-term buy. Um, short term, he doesn't think uh, should be doing much. Uh, CSL, a cornerstone investment in any portfolio, uh, agreed by both Rudy and Mark, uh, a buy at these levels. QBE, a no. Pixar, a no. Uh, Reliance, a no from Rudy, a hold from Mark. And Tilstra, a buy from Rudy, a no from Mark. So, um, here, Sell. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Sell. So there you okay. go. Let me let me add one, okay. let me add one, more, right. one more element. In in an environment where a lot of companies will be forced to cut their dividends this year, yep. Telstra is pretty secure, and that will right. also add to the attractor. Okay. Do you want to overall mark here and well, send yeah, this yeah, 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 yeah. to the investment committee? Do you want to make Telstra a super buy? Oh, is that and possible? Go, yeah, go to the investment really? committee. Yeah, yeah. It's a new thing that we brought oh. in. Rather than two agreements with unanimous agreement from the yeah. uh, uh, from the panel, mm. if one ha has high conviction buy on it, they can pull the super buy card. Only one, okay. only one, only one per show. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, All right, yeah. super buy. Yeah. All right. I'm right. I'll try and roll it there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but knowing the other group, I might not be able to. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly right. All right, Sec super buy security of Rudy. dividends and upside from okay. sales. There you go. He's pulled the trigger. <laughs> um, here on the call, we've been tracking a high, our high conviction fantasy fund as picked by the investment committee, which marks on um, in the, la the last investment committee meeting, which was before Christmas um, over December and January. It's on the website now. In that meeting. Uh, Babcor and Domino's were removed, Index and Janus and Education were added. Uh, the weighting of elders was increased as well. Since the 1st of March last year, the fund is up 12% at the moment. Keep sending in your requests mm -hmm. to the call because like Rudy's done, he's 
put in a supervisor, Telstra is going to go up to the investment committee the next meeting, which is coming up shortly. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while, and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools, plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. Uh, in this half hour, we're going to cover South 32 Aristocrat Blue, Skew, Blue Scope Steel, Southern Cross and Peninsula Energy. Uh, Rudy R Roger wants a view on South 32, mm. the mm. big base metal miner flung out of BHP because it was all the things they didn't like or want. Right it's done pretty well. Yes, it, 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 it actually has. <laughs> Outside of BHP rather, yeah. rather than when it was in it. Well, there's an argument to be said that South 32 is actually more diversified than this BHP. Yeah, no, but, it is but, now. But, but it, did, yeah. it did have a little bit, a few assets that it, it now has has gotten rid of. Um, <clears throat> my, my view is very much colored by the, the first, well, the first two weeks of the year. Um, I think this share price just went up every single day, I think. Yep. Um, so, there, so there you have it. So I see a lot of market optimism and exuberance creeping in. <coughs> um, usually, in particular with mining stocks, <coughs> maybe you want to be a little bit more careful if everyone is convinced that the only, right. the only way is up. Right. Um, apart from that, um, and this is, I picked this up, I mean, I, I suspect the market has all also turned its view on aluminium and that might also be uh, uh, partially responsible here as well. Um, I also picked up that in line with, with just anyone else and with, with BHP as well, this company is trying to become uh, carbon neutral uh, over, over time. That's going to cost them uh, quite some money, uh, billions of dollars. Yeah. Um, which by default will limit at some stage the, the, the profitability of the company. No? So you have to take that into consideration. I personally, I, because of the share price has already run so hard this year, I'd be more cautious now. Right. Um, I'd be more looking into, um, let's, let's wait and see, the, the, the quarterly reporting is, is about to start for the industry. Yes. Yeah. And, and in the month's time we all have uh, financial results. Yeah. Um, the China reopening, we're all into Justic now. Um, but I, I, have a, I, have a, I have a strong suspicion that's not going to go in a straight line and without hiccups. Mm -hmm. um, so I basically would prefer, if, if, you, if this is the type of company you want to add to your portfolio, just wait. The share price will retreat at some point. Right. You'll, okay. get, your, you'll get your cheaper entry prices. Okay. Mark? Uh, yeah, no, I tend to agree with that. The, we're not keen on miners anyway. Mm. Um, too many moving parts, too much, too, the price take is too much, which means mm. they're dictated by the market. Uh, Un unless they're well, called mineral resources. <coughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. mining services coming <laughs> uh, Well, I was going to say, you missed out in the last <coughs> year then. The, the top 10 best stocks what happened? on the market were, yeah, yeah. were all commodity, energy, oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, mining yeah. services. Well, and that happens from time, mm. that happens mm. from time to time. And you love Bindras. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, how, that's my, you know, if I'm going to go out and cross-dress, that's the one I Idiosyncratic exception. You've got to go and cross-dress. Yeah, right. So the, the, the trouble with um, South 32 is it fails our stability measures. So it's only 40% stable, oh. meaning it's earnings go all over the place. Now, yeah. not, all, not all mining companies are like that, by the way. Mm. Uh, you know, some, some are actually surprisingly stable. Now that goes to all sorts of reasons. Some of it could be management. And yeah. how they run it, uh, but South's been all over the shop, which makes it very difficult. So mm. it fails from our point of view. Right. Return-wise, we're showing it returning about 8.8% at the current price, based on what it's done over the last six years. 
which is okay. And it's paying a 7.9% um, yield, which is pretty good, mm. but not for us. Okay. All right. Peter wants to know where the aristocrat leisure is for you. For the, me? Uh, the biggest poker machine manufacturer yeah. in the <coughs> well, world. It, it's, it's, I'll tell you what, Online it's, past, gaming. it's past Team Invest Builders nearly forever. Yep. Yeah. So it looks great. You know, the it's, numbers are really good. It's a very, very good business. It's an extremely well-run business. Yep. Yeah, it's got the management are good. It, we, members tend to vote it out based on the fact that it's in the pokey. It's yeah. promoting pokey. So it's an ESG yeah. filter. Which yeah, and we don't. That, we, that's an individual way, we aren't thing. ESG investors, but we still everyone draws their line where they want to draw. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah, I love John, John Price. You know, he mm. what our partner. He, he, in the old days, wouldn't invest in Woolworths because Woolworths was the biggest right. poker machine oh. supplier. Right. Whereas I looked at Woolworths and went, no, no, yeah. Woolworths is a supermarket. Yeah. Yeah. But then I wouldn't invest in Aristocrat because mm. right. that's, that's supporting something that I think is a bit of a scourge uh, on society. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't, but, doesn't pass. But, but because mm. ESG filters are so personal, yep. sort of, <clears throat> yes. Yes, We've got to discard that. Okay, so yeah, they call, are, and, and we leave that up to you for the filter. And so from our point of view, passes everything. Uh, we're showing returning 19% a year at the current PE of 20, which is at the low end. It's nearly in the bottom quartile. It's just off it, mm. which is pretty good yep. for risk yep. uh, The highs are 25 to 30 here, yep. so it's down not the bottom quartile, but close. And it's returning 7.1 on a margin of safety. So I'd say your likely return per year over the next mm. five years would be between 7 and 19. Right. Is what, I, what I think, which is okay. And it's paying a dividend, I believe, uh, 1.6, so not a big yield. Yep. Okay. It's as well as I said earlier. I'm a shareholder, by the way. I've been a shareholder for a very long time. Um, one of the advantages of a company like uh, Aristocrat is that a lot of big chunk of investors uh, don't even look at it because of I mean it, it's associated yeah, with pokers, yeah. um, and and therefore this this company share price will never uh, trade on a P or thirty or thirty five or whatever what, what CSL sometimes has, for example. Because of that reason, I mean, there's not enough buyers around. But the advantage of that is that it, it seldom becomes extremely overvalued, and it, it it tends to perform year in year out. Because, it, as I said, uh, apart from pokers, by the way, it is it is it is it is one of the major players in, in online gaming. Yeah. And and there's a new thing coming up now, which is uh, in, in lingo, RMG, which is basically real money gaming, and and that's where a lot of that growth perspective uh, lies. So. It's extremely well-run business, uh, underestimated by, by many investors because they simply don't want to go there yep. for, the, for starters. But it is, it has now been derated because of bond yields. But that's I mean, that's that process is not going to go on internally. Yeah. So I think this is this is a uh, if if you can can withstand the pokies, this is a great buy here, and right. and, and even with with a, with a longer term view. Okay. Yeah, I'll, so I'll, so a good buy from an investment point of view on both of your view. At home, in the yeah. office, if you want to invest, you've got to make your own ESG decision yes. on it. Like, like you do with, with the miners and the coal companies. Coal mines, um, exactly. Energy, yes. Yeah, and that, 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 using Rudy's comment there about investing in things that are anti what the narrative is, is, is very valid. And it's like right. Whitehaven coal. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that was going to go up a lot. It went up 400% or something. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I yeah, didn't yeah. buy it. But, yeah. you know, and, not, and I didn't mm. not, not buy it because of uh, ESG. I didn't buy it because it's not a company that we right. type, type of company follow. Mm. But I, I, I did think it was going to go up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rudy, you mentioned Blue Scope still yeah, before. Uh, Michael wants yeah. a view on that. The Blue Scope is it actually find it quite an intriguing company because th there is no grey zone there. It's either hot or not. Yeah. 
and and um, and so the the argument of a low P, which I always mock about with investors, that doesn't count. Yeah? Companies like BlueScope should trade on a low P because they they constantly get peak earnings or not. Yeah. And we've seen that over the over the past year. If you go back 12 months, the share price was almost double. Yeah. Uh, and it has it has pretty much halved. And now now in in this early year exuberance, it's 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 coming back. But one of the one of the question marks out there is that some people believe that because of the pandemic, China and a few other elements, the, the, the steel prices, steel margins have been artificially pumped up during COVID years. Mm. That's a bit of a problem for a company like this, because even if your volumes increase, if your margins come under pressure, there's no profits. Yeah. There. And as I said earlier, the, the leverage in, in that's built in this business is enormous. That's why the share price sometimes just doubles mm. because everything falls at the bottom line. Yeah, from, the mem from the moment you cover your costs, the rest right. is all pure profits. Right. Yep. But it also works the other way around. Yeah, earnings can shrink right in front of your eyes. Mm. So for me, it's, it's now in, the, in that will they, won't they territory. And, and for me, that's too, mu too much uncertainty, too much risk. Okay. I, think, I think you don't have to take on that type of risk and the other thing, of course, the obvious thing, the obvious observation to make is that if if iron ore gets another growth spurt in price, well, these guys have to buy that stuff in. Yeah, yeah. And then because they're famous for their colour bond steel, aren't in they? In Australia, they they've, are. Got, they've, got yeah, some, yeah. they've got some very good brands. Yeah. So they're not Absolutely. just a, no, no, no. Uh, which yeah, is tied to housing and construction as well. Yes. That's right. So yeah. they're, they're big in the US. That's a, they're, they're successful in the US. Yeah. The other thing they've got is they've got a big uh, in Asia as well. Electric arc furnace in Ohio, and they buy. They don't. They wouldn't buy iron ore for that. They buy scrap. Right. It's, it's mm. the old Rust Belt. Yeah. So there's plenty of scrap. Yeah, so right. they buy all that. Now that scrap price is dictated by the iron ore price. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that. So Rudy's right about that. Yeah. Just looking at the profit margin point, they're currently running a net profit margin of fourteen point six, uh, and that's an all-time that record. Yeah. Uh, wow. If you yeah. go back, if I go back to 2020, it was 4.25. There you go. And then the high before that over the last 10 years was 8.1 in 2019. Well, why is it share price lagging? I don't, I don't know about share prices. That's, it's, it's that's, but that's because the market thinks the 14% yeah. may not be sustainable. Right. Yeah. yeah. If that comes back to, let's say, 8. Yeah. Um, well, then right. the share price is... Uh, well, the P at the moment is 3.3. So yeah. if it goes back to 8, the P is then 6.6. So right. you go, it's still not high. <laughs> yeah. So there is a fair bit yeah. discount. I, th I think there's a, a, quite a lot in there as far as uh, discounted uh, um, uh, into, the, into the current share price. But look, I think I agree with basically what Rudy said. It's, it's uh, earnings have been actually quite stable over the years. So even though um, the profit has varied, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's a pretty good business, um, but it's a, it's a record earnings right now. So it, whether that's discounted enough down to 3.3, I'm not sure, okay. probably is. Uh, we're showing a returning 11% on a margin of safety, mm. which is pretty good. I remember when the share price was $9 and you blinked and it was 20 Right. Yeah. And that's, okay. that's blue score. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So not for you though? Well, it's, uh, no, it's not team invest. Right. But if someone from a, a viewer point of view likes it, the, it's, the financials are all good and based on what we just said. Right. If you're happy with those risks, you might buy it. Mm. Okay. Um, I, think it's pr I think the price is pretty low, but it, I wouldn't yeah. buy it. Okay. Mm. <laughs> So what I'm putting you down as a no. All right. Not or a, or a hole. Okay, I'm trying to be. I'm trying or to a hole. I'm yeah, yeah, I know. Come on. Not get off the fence. Not interested. Well, I'm to say, I think it's a, it's a hole. Hole. Right. Okay. Well, that's what I said. Okay. All right. Okay. Jackson wants a view, uh, Mark, on Southern Cross Media. Wow. Um, <laughs> 
there was a quick groan from the corner there. Yeah. Uh, it's in radio stations, called FM radio stations, Hip Network, Triple M. There's a couple of regional television stations, yeah. podcasts, oh. The Listener. Yeah. Well, this, this, this is actually a really good case study uh, company because they are like more so than Telstra, they are in a declining market because of digitisation. Yep. And and it, this used to be these these industries used to be massive money spenders. They had helicopters. Mm. I remember I used to go to lunch all the time with my mate in from Seven in Adelaide. He was the sales director. We used to go helicopter lunches and stuff like all the time. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, I was young. That, that these are the good old days. It doesn't happen anymore. No, no, let me tell you. <laughs> so so anyway. The earnings have gone from, if you go back 10 years, they've gone mm. from $9.57 uh, down to currently uh, uh, 13 cents. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that tells you all. Now, if I look at the graph, mm. apart from a little bit of gain about halfway through there, it's all downhill. Yeah. Mm. This is a dying, this is a, a business that Buffett would have considered a cigar, a cigar butt. Right. Where you're buying it because you're buying it for less than one, bu- one, one more puff. Yeah, one more, one more puff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I don't even know whether you're buying it at less than net, uh, net tangible assets. By yeah. the way, mm. it does have quite a lot of debt still, mm. and that's a problem when you're in a declining business. Because mm. yep. I mean, and, then we, and we're in an environment where interest rates are going up as well, which is a double whammy yep. on their earnings. So none of that's good. Um, obviously, we wouldn't buy it because we're showing a we're showing a forecast return of negative thirty eight percent a year, yeah. and, mm. and that is just a continuation of what it's done. Right, and I don't see anything that's going to change it. I did read a bit about it, and they've got all the regional, um, yeah. and they use Channel Nine for a lot of it. So yes. they take the feed from the capital. But if you watch Australian Open now, I don't know whether you've watched it on on on, uh, on Nine now. Yeah. It's all digital. Yeah. I'm not even going onto the free to air station. It's just streaming. Yeah. Which means yeah. I don't need to go on. I don't need to go on Nine here, and I definitely, if I'm in the country. I don't need to either. No. You just stream it and they've got 18 courts or something. You can watch every game. Yeah. They're all different yeah, channels. Yeah. Mm. It's incredible. But they're getting ad revenue from yeah, each yeah, of those. Yeah, but does, how does that help no, these guys? They're right. not in the story. Mm. Yep. Yeah. That becomes like, well, what do I need to use uh, these guys for? The right. answer is you don't. Yep. I, think, I think they're screwed. Yeah, they're, they're really struggling for, for, for relevance. I mean, I, mean I, I visited the website yesterday and you see them making all those, we do this radio, we do... Mm-hmm. Podcast, yep. podcast, and they're all and, and all have uh, uh, famous names on there, and and, and 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 but apparently they lost market share as well. Yeah. Um, and and the f- and the times that that uh, that radio was con- was this consistent media performer. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm with my. I mean, the fact that they, uh, for memory, they they offer quite a high dividend yield here. I think that's more of a sign that that dividend yeah. is probably unsustainable. Seven point six. That's very high. Yeah. I mean, that's very high. So pay out seventy percent. I would actually, th- I would actually say that's not a bargain. That's that's uh, that's flashing red lights. That that's right. probably unsustainable. Right. Um, so yeah, no, I would. I don't even know what the daily volumes are, but it wouldn't be too high. Yeah. And well, it's only three hundred mil market cap now. Well, it's, so it has shrunk yeah, considerably. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So no, man. Th- again, um, if you take on this type of risk. Then you really be better off your of your case that someone's going to buy it or something, yep. um, because turning this around, I mean you want you want to you want to give that post to your enemy and go like go go ahead, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's finish off. Paul wants a view with an energy stock, Peninsula Energy, uh, a uranium exploration mm. and development mining company. Uh, uranium, uranium seems to is be the, yes, uh, a hot. I, st- I think still is. I think uranium is definitely going through a renaissance period, and and the price of uranium is probably uh, still too low uh, to reflect that. Having said so, 
my problem with uranium has always been that we, we actually don't have any producers in Australia mm. uh, listed. I mean, um, they're all restarting mines now and, yes. they, and, and they're working towards it. Now, this is one of the many that, that has a mine and they're going to restart mm. that. Uh, in I think Wyoming? In, in some yeah, in Wyoming, in the US. And apparently, um, it's one of the largest uh, new sources of supply for the industry. Mm. Um, so you can see the rationale, but it is by no means without risk. I mean, they have the capital now, they just waste fresh capital. But getting started, if you look at, uh, at the statistics, it never goes without hiccups. Yeah? There's always something going wrong somewhere, delays, walls. Because uh, everyone man. thinks, oh, up there. Yeah. If a mine's in mothballs, yes, must be easy to sell. No, like no, a no, it's Olympic not. dam has yes, been in mothballs exactly. for decades. Yes. Gee, yeah, you know, like no. a switch and it starts coming because they, they stopped pumping out the groundwater yes. two years ago. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So it's so it's, so it's actually not, and there's almost by definition there will be problems along the way. Um, so yes, I can see, and maybe this is one of the future winners, but you better have a stomach for volatility, yeah. and you better. But the, the thing is, nobody knows what's going to happen. You have to trust management and the team on, on the ground that they will bring this to a, to a good end and yeah. they will go through the process. At the very least, you will get a lot of volatility along the way. Also because the price of uranium, it's a very tiny market. Uh, it doesn't go up every week. Yeah. Right? So yes, I can, I can see the rationale and maybe you can allocate some of your speculative money to this. But I would keep a very close eye on what this company is actually doing. And maybe even if you get the chance, have some expert views on, on, uh, on the deposit, how the, uh, the yeah. work is progressing, right. all of that. Okay. So you have to spend quite some work, no man? Yep. which I'm not doing at this point in time. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. no, no, neither. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, boss, there's boss yeah, here, yeah, there's Paladin, yes. Paladin, there's yes. Yes. Yeah. whole bunch, isn't yeah. there? And then, no, and then he he I think he's actually a nuclear physicist, by the way. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. okay. He's definitely a physicist, but I think he's a nuclear physicist. Yeah. Mm. And he, he often talks about it, and basically talks mm. about the supply-demand. Mm. And it's so it's a, it's, a, it's a very small industry. Oh. Yet all these mines yeah. are all going to produce all these uranium. So who's going to buy it? Mm -hmm. That's what he always says. It's mm. like you instantly go to yeah. oversupply, which then you get cruelled yeah. as the prices go yeah. down. So how do you ever make but any that, money out of it? Yeah, but the theme is that yeah. uh, big economies yeah. need baseload power. Oh, yeah, you can't yeah. rely <laughs> on renewables, <laughs> and you've got to reduce yeah. your yeah. carbon yeah. output. Yeah. So you should be, we should be going full speed ahead nuclear, without yeah. a doubt. But, yeah, yeah. but we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, China is. There's a few, the, um, I think Japan's got, I think all of their yeah. reactors are going. Korea, yes. Korea now wants as well. And Europe, you see more and more voices. But this is a long, Sweden, long, Belgium. long time, right. long lead time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, what we've seen in the past few years is that a lot of producers have actually stopped producing and they just bought uranium from, yeah. other, from other mines. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Uh, and, and that will change. Because okay. that's why the, share pipe, the, the, the price yeah. of uranium was too low. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right, let's recap um, the final five stocks. South 32. Um, I think a weight from uh, both Rudy and Mark that a share price will come come back. Oh, or did you say no? No, no, no. I'm not uh, just no, a no. no. Okay. Rudy uh, says wait. Yeah, yeah. Rudy <laughs> says wait. Good company will get cheaper. Aristocrat, um, take put your own ESG filter on it from an investment point of view. Um, purely from an investment point of view, Rudy and Mark uh, like the business. Uh, Blue Scope, a hold from Mark, a no from Rudy, and Southern Cross and Peninsula, a no from both. Rudy Philippek Bandai, good to see you, mate. Good. Mark Mullen, yeah, good to see you as well. Good to see you both. You, you two, um, 
had great discussions. I love, yeah. love the hour with you two, so it's fabulous. Oh, we, always well, learn, we, we always learn something. We, uh, lo we loved it too. We uh, loved it too. Oh, shut up, baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'll be back uh, again in the not-too-distant future. Uh, that's our show for today. If you would uh, like a stock that you're interested in or maybe in your portfolio, you want me to uh, put it to our expert panel, uh, email the call at osbiz.com today or tweet us using the at Ausbiz TV handle. Coming up on Small Caps next, Nadine Blaney will talk to the Chief Executive of ACDC Metals, which is listed today, and you can make the call on whether to buy, hold or sell that stock. I'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the call and an expert panel. More of Ausbiz after this. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs>